Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and the Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am talking with the co-founders of Dulo, Julian Smarjeev and Marin Gerov, both from Bulgaria. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. Julian, Marin, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having us on, Roy. Thanks for having us, Roy. Nice to meet you. So I love companies that have a sustainable piece of their business to it. And you guys have gone about and made a 100% biodegradable fabric and performance dress shirt. So I'm really excited to hear about where does this start and what inspired you to create Dulo? Well, Dulo started about, I think, like three and a half years ago, almost like the very initial idea for when we started. And it came from a really personal need, solving our own personal problem. Uh, both Julian and I um, are developers. And, you know, developers are typically not known for having a very smart wardrobe. But uh, both uh, both of us actually like wearing dress shirts. Uh, but we hated all the hassle around what around basically getting ready and preparation and taking care of that. Also, wearing them was never so comfortable. So uh, we wanted to see if there's an opportunity to do something in that space. Uh, and we've been looking actually before that for a while for doing something together because we know each other for more than 15 years and we've been friends for a very long time and always have been looking to start something entrepreneurial, but never really found an idea that we both liked. And when I shared the idea with Julian that we can try to make dress shirts from performance fabrics, and these are fabrics that are quite, quite popular in the sports industry, and on top of that, that we can do that in our own home country of Bulgaria, where we are originally from, we both kind of liked the idea and started from there. And as I mentioned, we come from the software tech industry. We had absolutely no experience in fashion or apparel or even in production of a physical product. So uh, we took a couple of months, did a lot of research, met a lot of people, uh, eventually found out a manufacturing partner with whom we liked a lot to work. Uh, and then we started a very long process around 10 months of development of our first initial shirts. Uh, and before we made our first production shirt, we went through over 70 prototypes. And pretty early on uh, in that process, we actually started to notice how inefficient and how wasteful the apparel industry is. Uh, and digging more into the subject, actually, especially of performance fabrics, of which what our products are made. 
we started to uncover quite a lot of uh, issues that started to bother us a little bit. And I think Julian, you wanna you can you wanna jump in and uh, continue the story from there. Yeah. So we, as Marine stated, we've always been kind of sustainability minded, sustainable minded. And uh, once we we were just about to launch our first collection. Uh, we did a bit of research uh, comparing synthetic fabric manufacturing to cotton fabrics, and we kind of find, found out that it's the the damage the damage done is kind of equal. Or let's say we're not doing you know we're not doing more or less uh, damage uh, entering the industry with uh, with synthetic fabrics. Uh, but at that point, there was because uh, we posted that research on Medium, and it was quite a thorough research. Like we went through all the energy use, water usage, pesticide usage from the cotton side, and then all the the plastic usage from the synthetic side, and. Um, we found out that compared to cotton, it's kind of equal. The process is equal. But there was an interesting comment. I think, I think the only comment that we got at that time uh, mentioned microplastics. And did we even look into that? And uh, we kind of, at that point, we didn't even, have, like, we haven't looked into it at all. And which was about three years ago. So we, we did launch our first collection uh, with the initial fabric. Um, but from that point on, we always kept that in mind and we kind of, had a few talks with our manufacturers whether we can, for the second collection, improve that and look for another fabric. Uh, what are, what's the technology out there? There wasn't that much at that point, so that was about three years ago. So we couldn't really pick a, another variation of the fabric that we were using that, that can be more sustainable. And uh, fast forward that about three years later, uh, we stumbled upon uh, a much better version of the first fabric, which had all the other properties that the first version had. Uh, plus it's uh, much more sustainable and then from there we took you know even a step further we went with the threads the buttons the packaging so we kind of revamped the whole product uh, based on the new technology that, is, that has come up in the past few years wow so you guys first launched your first version of like a cotton blend shirt and sold that did you just sell through that product line and then pivoted to the microplastic sustainability model actually yeah. yeah. So the first one was complete. And so it was a it was a poly, polyamide and um, uh, and elstain, I think elstain, um, which was then the usual blend that you get with all the performance clothing. So the if you think of Adidas, Nikes, Dandaramas, they use that kind of blend. Uh, I think that the the fabric at that point was made for weightlifting, so it had all the you know the stretch, the the moisture wicking, and all the benefits of it. But we did once we launch, yeah, we did launch with with that fabric, and then we started. Uh, we did uh, sell throughout. Uh, yeah, we once we started selling through that collection, uh, we started digging into the next collection, what that would be and what that would look like, and what we can improve. And that's where we came came up with the new fabric. Impressive. So, what were some of those challenges in terms of? You know, obviously sourcing the initial product run, you guys are developers at heart and then went through that whole process of doing research, finding a place and then pivoting into a new blend, a new technology, a new completely new shirt. What were some of the you know difficulties or problems that you guys encountered and have overcome now? Well, one of the main challenges we've had in the very beginning, as Julian mentioned, was just finding out something that uh, uh, that satisfied all the requirements ticked all the boxes because with the first product uh, the people uh, who were our first customers actually really liked all the properties all the functionality the dress shirts were providing them 
so like super soft fabric, very stretchy, super comfortable, very easy to care for, no wrinkles, no need to iron it, just throw it in the washing machine and it's ready, hang it, wear it. And uh, we were looking for something that does that, plus it has a much more limited environmental impact. And uh, going through different manufacturer fa- manufacturer fabrics, uh, we tested quite dif- uh, quite a lot of variations. There's a little bit of a challenge there because when you're so small, uh, like we are, and we are really just two person operation, and we just work with contractors or freelancers, for example. And uh, that is that when you go and outreach uh, to to a factory. Usually, they're used to working uh, to industry standards, to big manufacturers uh, or like big clients. So the minimums are really high. So let's say if you want to produce like two, three shirts uh, from a new type of fabric, it's almost impossible to do that because they always want you to buy a minimum of 100 or two, 300, even 1,000 meters of fabric. Uh, and just to give you a perspective, one shirt is made from one and a half meters of fabric, more or less, on average. So um, it's been a little bit of a challenge uh, and still is to this day. I mean, when you're that small to work within the constraints of having smaller quantities, that means uh, making requests for smaller quantities of fabrics and then at the same time negotiating like uh, the good quality and attention and uh, manufacturing capabilities uh, for smaller numbers of production within the manufacturing place where the shirts are being sewn together. Uh, so this has been a challenge that's um, something we're always like fighting against, but we're fortunate to have a good manufacturing partner who's very experienced and has long-standing relationships with those places. And that's what we want to build uh, through that as well, uh, so that we can make use of that in the future. So you had mentioned earlier the incredible amount of waste in the textiles or shirt making industry, what have you. Is there a process set up in place for the recycling of those materials currently, or is that still a major issue? Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's a few, that trend is picking up definitely, especially there's a lot of recycling, but in the in the synthetic fabric and performance market, it's quite tricky because even if you recycle it, you're still recycling material that's going to break down. So the, the main issue that we are tackling is microplastics, which is basically throughout the whole life cycle of a, of a product, when you wear it and when you wash it, there's little micro strands and threads of plastic that kind of leach out to the environment. And uh, the issue with that is that even if you recycle the shirt, it's still made of that fabric and it's still going to leach out those microplastics that are not biodegradable. At least they biodegrade, but in a very long time. So recycling was the first things that we looked into, making the shirt from recycled fabric, uh, but it didn't tick that really sustainable box until we found out something that's actually going to biodegrade, you know, once it goes into nature. So with you guys launching your first product out there and now launching a product on crowdfunding, I guess give me the idea or the path to Kickstarter in terms of launching this newest innovation. Well, when we started initially and when we launched ourselves, this was really, uh, we had absolutely no experience in building a business. And we really focused a lot on the product and we believed that that's super important. From day one, we put a lot of effort and attention. And then we launched and very quickly realized, and by launching, I mean, we opened our own e-commerce store 
And as I mentioned, both of us are developers. So for us, that's the easiest part. Uh, right. We started shop, uh, selling on Shopify day one, November 1st, 2017. We had a couple of people who knew about what we were doing, who had received samples from the production uh, phase that we were in, uh, who became our first customers. But a couple of weeks or a month after that that moment, after we launched, we quickly ran out of people who knew about us. And we started realizing, actually, the real work begins. And if we talk about distribution, about building a brand, all of that, we had no idea how to do that. And we had to do a lot of that. And still, to this day, we had to do a lot of that. And we've tried to do a few things ourselves, but we noticed that we are we understand a lot of things on a very high level. But to do something right, uh, we became quite convinced that it's much better to work with people who are actually experts in the field and i don't know a couple of months in we probably started thinking already what are we going to do next and eventually we ended up uh, with exploring how do we want to proceed with launching a second product and once the idea for the new dulo 2.0 the sustainable edition has uh, like matured enough we started to really think practically okay how do we approach this launch this time and we knew about crowdfunding before. We've seen successful projects. I've personally have supported different projects on Kickstarter. And I really like the platform and the concept. But also, when we launched uh, the first time, we didn't have the understanding, but also the resources uh, to create a Kickstarter campaign. So now with the second collection, this new Duo 2.0 product, we, we wanted to do things right. And we knew that we cannot do it by ourselves. Uh, and it's we believe so much in the product that we thought this is the time to really invest, uh, put our money and efforts and resources behind this product, and let's go to the people, let's go crowdfunding. And uh, we started doing research how you do a, kick, uh, a Kickstarter campaign or a crowdfunding project and figured out that there's actually a lot of tools and organizations out there that can help you create, make your whole campaign, guide you through the whole process and help you set up and launch on one of these platforms. Absolutely. So uh, that leads me into, you know, you've been working with us here at Inventus Partners for a while now. What were some of those considerations that you looked at when choosing an agency to partner with to launch your innovation? Well, I think you, uh, I mean, you guys in particular had a lot, of, a lot of history launching similar products. And I think our first initial call with uh, with Turner from uh, from your agency was very it was convincing because he understood the product and the market that we were going after. So there was a few kind of apparel products launched before our successful uh, products campaigns. So there was that you know a lot of experience in that industry and in that sector. So it was a very quick understanding of what we're going after, what what that new product will be because it's basically. I knew it's a twist to an already launched product on the platform. Absolutely. So what tips would you have for someone? And I know the campaign hasn't launched yet while we record this, but it'll definitely be live when this goes in, goes, you know, goes out to the public. But what tips would you have for someone looking to develop a fashion item uh, that blends sustainability into it? Well, I think one of the best things to do first is to do your research. The thing is, uh, I think the best thing we did from day one when we started working on Dulo is to keep a very open mind. I still remember our conversation before our first week of uh, 
tours across Bulgaria when we were going to meet manufacturers uh, and uh, fabric uh, wholesalers for the first time. And like we just said, okay, like whatever happens now, we only benefit from that experience because we come in with a blank slate and we just get to learn. We get to understand a little bit more about the industry. And I think that approach of keeping this open mind led us very naturally to just being very observant, noticing some of the issues of the apparel industry at the moment, and realizing that, well, by continuing to do what everybody else is doing, we'll be part of the problem. So let's try to move in a direction that eventually would take us in a place where there is absolutely no negative impact on the environment. And uh, I really believe that that's something that we are now on a road. We are one step closer to that. We're not there yet, but with that project, with that product, with that campaign, uh, if everything goes uh, according to plan and successful, that will drive us another step forward to do the next thing and the next iteration of that uh, product and that idea. So I would just say, yeah, be, be very observant and try to learn as much as possible and see where you can improve things. Because yeah, a lot of people will tell you these are, this is how you do things and this is how we do things and how things should be done. But especially you have a big advantage, I think, if you're coming from as an outsider to a very old and mature industry because you can really come up with some disruptive thoughts and try to push the boundaries quite a lot to your partners, to your manufacturers, to your sourcing partners as well. So there's a lot that you can do even if you're very small. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Since you both drew the short straw, we're going to alternate here. So gentlemen, are you ready to go? Yep. Yeah. All right. Julian, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Freedom. Marin, if you could meet with any entrepreneur, who would it be? Wow. Um, Elon Musk. Musk. All right. What would have been your first question for him? What do you plan to do next? There you go. Uh, Julian, who did you look up to growing up as a kid? No one really. I just thought it would be interesting to see how far I can take myself. Beautiful. Marin, what book would you recommend to an upcoming startup or entrepreneur? Zero to one. Yeah, good read. Uh, Julian, where do you see yourself in five years? A similar position, I think, but a bit of a bigger, bigger scale and more experience. Nice. All right, last question, Marin. You got this one. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it's an open platform that's going to have even more and more projects. More and more people will understand that actually they don't need to go to VCs or any other funding or getting a loan. You can actually, if you have a good enough idea, you go on these crowdfunding platforms and really make a change because I think people really believe and more people will go and support that. And that will generate new generation of entrepreneurs, more people who are in control of their time, as Julian mentioned, in control of their freedom. And I think that will ultimately lead to happier, healthier people and, well, healthier planets, hopefully. Absolutely. I hope that as well. Well, gentlemen, this has been awesome. This is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. Go ahead, Julian. Yeah, just go to a Kickstarter and search for Dulo, I guess. Hopefully, we're on, the, we're on the first page as well, if everything goes to plan. And search for yes. Dulo, the first sustainable performance dress shirt. We really put a lot of effort into that. 
we want to drive this performance market and performance fabrics to the next level. We want to make it super easy for you to you look fresh, to look super smart at the same time by limiting the negative impact that clothing and your clothing can have on the environment. Beautiful. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign, and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Julian, Marin, thank you so much for being on Art of the Kickstart today. Thanks, thank Roy. you very much, Roy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.